0: What's in store for your business this week at Staples?
1: doing business like a ceo while saving like a cfo staples has all the supplies you need to run your business like a boss at prices that'll make your bookkeeper smile now that is an achievement everything from markers and pens to 2019 desk calendars
2: and right now a 12
3: pack of sharpie markers and an eight pack of expo dry erase markers are only $4.99 each
1: at staples where there's a whole lot in store ends 1/19/19 in store only What are we going to do as a church?
4: Our souls need to wake up. We need to respond to the gospel
2: of Jesus. He said, go into the world. We don't want to deal with reality, Christian. We don't even want to deal with reality even though we've been saved from this place. I'm calling on you today in the name of Jesus to rise up to the call of God. Christ is coming back soon. If I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? People, stop and think about it. If hell really exists, and it does. I didn't say that Jesus did. Then don't you think people need to know about it? Can't you at least give them a fighting chance? Are you just going to sit there and let them burn? Hey, good to see you guys. Man, something is, uh, something, is, uh, something is happening in the world. Have you noticed? It's almost like uh, we're living the last days. And uh, unfortunately, the trend in the church is uh, Robert Tozier was uh, teaching this morning in uh, Sunday school. Uh, people don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. And did you know that it's the official policy of uh, China that you don't teach Bible prophecy? Because they don't want the people out there to know that they are not the final governmental system, that Jesus Christ is coming back, and he's going to rule and reign. So I'd say we better get into the Bible. How about you guys? Amen. All right, check this out. Uh, Apparently, uh, I heard this is how it went. Um, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? You guys read that verse? Okay, in case you wonder where it's at, it's the very first page. Okay, hopefully, God created the heavens and the earth And he populated the earth with broccoli cauliflower, spinach, green and yellow Vegetables of all kinds So that man and woman could live long healthy lives But Satan used God's gifts And he created Ben and Jerry's ice cream And Krispy Kreme donuts and said hey you want chocolate With that? And the man said yeah And the woman said hey as long as you're at it You might add some sprinkles too So, so they gained 10 pounds And Satan smiled Well then God created healthy yogurt and fresh green salad and uh but Satan brought forth thousand island dressing and these buttery croutons and garlic toast on the side. So a man unfastened his belt and the woman went from a size six to a size fourteen. And then God created this light, fluffy, wonderful cake, okay, and he named it Angel Food. That's right. And he said, it is good. But Satan created chocolate cake and he named it devil's food, you know exactly, right? And so the man gained more weight and his cholesterol went right to the roof, okay? So finally, God brought forth uh, running shoes, right? So his children might lose those extra pounds. But Satan gave him cable TV with the remote so man wouldn't have to get up off the couch to change the channels. So man and woman gained even more pounds. So finally, God gave man lean beef. Pause for the dramatic reflection. God gave man lean beef, okay? So that he might consume fewer calories, but still satisfy his appetite. But Satan uh, created Kentucky Fried Chicken. And said, "Yeah, you know it's true." And said, "You want fries with that?" And man said, "Yeah, supersize them." And Satan said, "It is good." And man went into cardiac arrest. But finally, God out of mercy created uh, for man the quadruple bypass surgery. But Satan created the Obama healthcare system, and we're all doomed. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but folks, believe it or not, I think we all can have a great uh, consensus here this morning. Uh, did you know? I think I found something that's even more doomed, believe it or not, than the Obama healthcare system. Okay, maybe not. No, actually I did. Okay. Uh, And it's actually, it's called planet earth. It's more doomed. Okay. You see, it goes like this. You see, for those who continue to reject God's one and only son, his healthy provision through Jesus Christ, the only way out of this mess, the Bible is very clear. You are going to be doomed. You will be left behind just like that at the rapture of the church, and you will be catapulted into the seven year tribulation. And that is not a joke. As we've been seeing, folks, that is a horrible time of outpouring of God's wrath on a wicked and rebellious planet. Jesus said in Matthew 24, it's going to be a greater time of horror, just like a horror movie, than this world has ever seen or will ever see again, and that unless God shortened that time frame, the entire human race would be destroyed. But is anybody glad that God's not just a God of wrath, He's a God of love as well? Yeah. Yes, praise God. And because He loves us, his, even His people, the church, he gives us many warning signs in the Bible. One third of the Bible deals with prophecy. He lets us know about the first coming. He lets us know about the second coming because he doesn't want us to be caught off guard. Therefore, to keep you and I here at sunrise from experiencing that ultimate bad day, even worse than the Obama health care system, uh, I have to say it one more time, if we're going to continue our study. That's right. The final countdown update. Okay. And If you've been tracking with us, we've already seen the first four updates on the final countdown study And that was the Jewish people the Antichrist modern technology and the last four times That's how much was going on was the issue of the worldwide upheaval The planet is going to get messed up big time right before Jesus comes back And we've already seen that with the rise of wars and rumors of wars Turn on the news lately famines earthquakes pestilence diseases and last time if you were here we saw signs in the sky and signs on the earth and the bible clearly tells us when you see these signs in the sky specifically an increase of solar activity asteroid impact and the threats from that volcanic eruptions and signs on the earth with weird weather and locust plagues even frog plagues are happening right now just like it happened back in egypt Okay, Uh, and I very well could be a sign that God's getting ready to judge us just like Egypt, but it's a good thing that our hearts are not hard like Pharaoh's Yes, uh, unfortunately they are but that's not all the fifth update on the final countdown study We're going to deal with is the rise of falsehood turn to somebody say liar liar pants on fire Okay because this is a huge sign, folks, that we are living in, in the last days. And the first sign of falsehood, and this is straight from Jesus, folks. He says, you better be on the lookout for these guys. Okay, don't stare at his eyes. it creep you out. Okay, but the rise of false messiahs is huge. Okay, but I didn't say that. Jesus did. Open your Bibles to Matthew 24. Once again, the classic text there. Matthew 24, we're going to read verses 1 through 5 there. And as you turn there again, as we've been already dealing with uh, wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and famines and pestilence and those kind of things, okay, we're going to see, folks, we're going to back it up, and we're going to take a look at the very first thing that Jesus warned about. okay? Which I think is not obviously by chance, nothing's by chance in the Scripture, but what you're going to see is I think it's setting the precedent of what kind of attitude, what kind of atmosphere is there going to be during the seven-year tribulation. And what we're going to see is it's about deceit. Deceit and the only way to not be deceived is to get acquainted with the truth and this book is it Right, so if you don't want to be deceived listen to this book get into the book the Bible and that's what Jesus said Let's take a look Matthew 24 verses 1 through 5 says this now Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings And they're all amazed with the temple, right? And Jesus said hey, you see all these things? He said, i tell you the truth, okay? Not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. Now, if you know your church history, that's exactly what happened. 70 AD, the Roman uh, uh, Titus goes in there, takes over Jerusalem, and they burn Jerusalem down, including the temple. But the temple, if you know from the Old Testament, that baby had gold not just on the outside, but it, it, the walls on the inside were inlaid with gold. And so when it started to burn, guess what happened to the gold? It all melted, and guess where it went into? Into the rocks into the foundation. So guess what the Romans did? They did exactly what Jesus said. They started turning those stones up to get at the gold. All the stones. Jesus, once again, hit it right on the head. But then he goes on. He says, now as Jesus later, he's now sitting at the Mount of Olives. And so the disciples come to him privately. and They say, hey, tell us. Okay, when, when will this happen? What will be the sign of your coming and specifically the end of the age? And the first thing Jesus said, watch out. Jesus answered that no one what? deceives you why for many not just one many he says will come in my name claiming specifically what I am the Christ and will deceive absolutely nobody no unfortunately many will come claiming that I am the Christ and unfortunately will deceive many okay Folks again, I don't think it's by chance But the very first thing that Jesus said before he says watch out for those rise of wars and rumors of wars Watch out for the rise of famines and earthquakes and pestilence and signs in the sky and signs on the earth The first thing he says you better be on the lookout for how do you know it's getting close to his coming? How do you know it's getting close to the end of the age? He says you better watch out because there's going to be a massive increase of deceit across the planet And then he starts to narrow it down he said it's not just deceit, but he's specifically these guys deceitfully going out there, these false messiahs saying, I am the Christ, right? And again, the skeptic's going to look at this and say, well, okay, so what? So we've had a few people here and there, you know, throughout history claiming to be Jesus. That's not a big deal. But folks, if you're paying attention even recently, even the last couple of decades or less, what is not commonplace is how in the last century alone or just even again the last couple decades There is an explosion of people claiming to be specifically Jesus Christ the Christ Just like he says all over the planet not just in America all over the planet right now And I want to share just some of those with you uh, We saw a few of these before but to give you an update on what's going on Let's take a look at all the people right now as we sit here who are claiming to be the Messiah the Christ Jesus uh, all over the world. Let's take a look. As we saw before, this guy, Reverend Sung Young Moon, he's not only the, f- uh, the head of the famous group, the Moonies, okay? and, uh, but he has tons of followers all over the world, has been for decades. He not only claimed to be the Messiah, but also the Lord of the universe. And he even stated on record that Jesus follows him. Okay? Uh, but he recently died, so apparently, John, he wasn't the Lord of the universe after all. That picture of him there uh, was actually a crowning ceremony Of him being the Messiah In the U.S. Senate building Folks, I'm telling you I've said this before Until you understand that our country Is not just a political battle It's a spiritual battle None of this is going to make sense But when you get that Everything makes sense Okay, let's move on We saw the Jesus of Siberia This man right now in Russia Has thousands of his own disciples Who think he's Jesus Because as you can see With the picture right there folks He walks around in a crimson robe And he's got long brown hair He's got to be Jesus you got to play the part, all right, and his devotees say that he radiates incredible love and speaking to him is like an electric shock Or like bells ringing. My theory is wrong that they're in a puddle of water and got too close to the toaster, you know and <laughs> Unplug the toaster before you do something like that, but anyway, let's move on uh, what as we saw before I'm not making this up This guy's in Pennsylvania. His name is what's your name and I'm not making this up the reason why Uh, his name is called what's your name is because when people ask him what's your name he only replies back what's your name and as crazy as that is thousands of people right now visit this guy and one person said this I was in his presence for an hour and I felt unbelievable what excuse me how about this guy david shaler uh he's a self-proclaimed mi5 messiah because he's a former british mi5 uh secret agent guy and he said here's how it all happened he said i started meditating first problem he said then i learned that's his words not mine learned how to channel the light and the more research i did not in the bible but into freemasonry the knights templar kabbalah jewish mysticism the more i became convinced that i was the christ same phrase right Okay, And here's a picture of him He said, then in June, a psychic channeled the spirit of Mary Magdalene And anointed him as the Messiah And he said, quote, finally, my whole life made sense Your belongings with you on the side of the road Probably ain't working out too well, is my theory (laughs) What? But that's it all This guy, remember him, A.J. Miller He's a former IT worker from Australia Oh, as I keep going through this These are all happening right now as we sit here All over the world A.J. Miller right now claims to be Jesus Christ back from the dead to spread a message he calls the divine truth. That's right. And he's currently on worldwide tour. He's been over here to America several different times, okay, and uh, with his girlfriend Mary. Now, you've got to understand the importance of this. Not just any Mary, but Mary Magdalene, who also has been apparently reincarnated according to him, who witnessed the crucifixion. And she heads up his new video ministry. New generation, new... Whatever. And this guy, Lord Maitreya, this guy has thousands of people all over the world considering him to be Jesus Christ right now. Uh, His appearance is supposed to have spawned healing springs, weeping and bleeding statues. Ooh. How many guys, if you had a statue at your house and blood starts coming out of that thing, you'd smash it with a hammer? Anybody? Okay. (laughs) What? Or call for an exorcist or something. And not only that, listen to this, I'm not making this up. And even divine messages inscribed by the seeds within fruit and vegetables. Now, if you guys are taking a bite out of an apple, and John, it starts wiggling from the inside, how many of you guys are going to put it on the ground and stomp on it? <laughs> not going to look for a message. What? Look at it, and as crazy as this is, his cohort, this guy, Benjamin Cream, is now saying that all the signs we saw last week in the sky... Uh uh-uh. uh, those aren't heralding the return of Jesus Christ, but Lord Maitreya, who will bring in peace to the world, as this interview shows. Let's take a look. According to British author Benjamin Krem, Maitreya, a teacher of extraordinary stature, is here in the world to inspire us to make the fundamental changes that will usher in an unprecedented golden age of brotherhood and justice.
5: Maitreya is emerging into the open beginning public work on television and radio throughout the world, beginning in America and Japan and then other nations. Maitreya and his group of masters have created hundreds and hundreds of signs for humanity to show that something tremendous is afoot. And these are known throughout the world, extraordinary, seemingly impossible happenings. but happenings which happen. The latest of these signs pointing to acting as a herald of Maitreya is a new star-like object which has appeared all over the world. Looks like a star only bigger and brighter and nearer. Tremendous brilliance and changing color and moving when Jesus was born 2,000 years ago, a star appeared in the heavens. It was a space craft sent by the spiritual hierarchy to guide the three wise men and act as a sign. This has been repeated today. The first crop circle created this year, many weeks ahead, of the usual date when they appear is, if you can see it, a star. And is to remind those who need to know that this is the star, the herald of Maitreya who is entering into public work. This is indeed a unique time in the whole history of the world.
2: Now, that's the only statement I agree with him on. <laughs> Can you believe that? Because we all know, if you don't want to be deceived, pay attention to uh, uh, the UFOs in the sky in crop circles. Is what Jesus said there in that text. No, he didn't say that, did he? Folks, it's absolutely amazing. There's been at least two commercials that I know of on CNN promoting this guy's return, Maitreya. Who would have thought in our lifetime that television news conferences are being held? And this is just one of the guys of a false messiah saying he's on the planet. It's exactly what Jesus said, folks, in that text. The very first thing before the earthquakes, before the wars, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But he's not the only one. We saw this guy before, Jose Miranda. Uh, he not only says he is Jesus Christ, but he's encouraged his followers to tattoo 666 on their bodies as a sign of allegiance to him. Because he says 666, we got it wrong, is actually a blessing, And so that you need to do that, as we saw before. He also teaches that heaven can be found here on earth simply by following him, and that there is no sin, and that there is no hell, okay, according to this guy. In fact, it's so ridiculous, folks, that even anti-Christian Bill Maher pointed out how ridiculous it is. Even Bill Maher, who's not a Christian, as far as I understand, knows that that's not how Jesus comes back. Let's take a look at that.
1: Who are you, Biblically?
5: I'm Jesus Christ, man, the second coming of Christ. I am. The Old Testament speak about me clearly, and the New Testament also.
1: By you personally, yes. not just because you have you share the name Jesus. No, 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 because of, you yeah. also share the name Miranda. Maybe right. you're Carmen Miranda. Yeah, right. maybe the Second Coming of her. You should have fruit on your head <laughs> instead of fruit in your head. <laughs> Why do you think God chose you?
5: Jesus of Nazareth had a wife, so. After they kill him, his seed kept going, maybe through France, Spain, and then from Spain came to Puerto Rico. The bloodline come from Abraham, Abraham, to David, David, sure. to Jesus, Nazareth, right. Jesus, Nazareth, me.
1: OK, I thought a second coming was Christ himself, not a descendant of.
5: No. No. He's a descendant. Descendant. No,
1: but you don't believe in hell,
5: no, that's... or the devil, no, that,
1: or even sin, right? I mean, no,
5: that's not a sin any longer. I mean, what you
1: teach is that Jesus died for our sins, and so there's not really any sinning anymore. No
5: more sinning. This is like a diet.
1: This is like a diet doctor saying, "Eat anything you want, <laughs> <laughs> right? you don't lose weight, but it's easy to stick to." That's what I believe, Bill. Oh, I know you do.
5: And how many people believe in this?
1: And yet you have a little, have a little twinkle in your eye when you say it.
5: <laughs> I believe in that. I believe.
2: Yeah, there you go. Now, folks, what's sad about this is, listen, it'd be one thing if it was just, okay, a couple people in a rented room got duped by this guy. Not thousands. Millions. Millions of people right now across the planet are being duped by this guy. But here's the problem. Uh, Even though, as we saw, Bill Maher sees how ridiculous this is, this Jose Miranda, he actually recently died. Oops, but I'm not making this up, folks. All of a sudden, a new and improved and skinnier Jose Miranda has appeared on the scene saying he's back from the dead. Let's take a look at that announcement.
0: He promised to return. Therefore, in that day, my people shall know my name. Soon we will see his transformation. The man Christ Jesus is
1: here. A greeting for all of you. What joy today to return to the cameras and be with you. It's a joy. Um, to be with you again. Soon, I will talk about the death that they celebrated about me. August 8th, for you. Well, they buried me. And there, my life ended. However, the word says that the years of that one that was coming would not end. So then, I feel better than ever, healthier than ever, my thoughts are more organized than ever so then i feel perfectly fine
2: except for the fact i turned into a robot other than that i'm here can you believe this and it still goes on and on today can i tell you why real quick i have to do this because people don't read this and the church does not want to talk about bible prophecy that's why people are continuing to be duped, not just once, but now the second time around, on this guy. But again, I'm telling you, folks, it's all of the worlds we sit in here. There's this guy, Yahweh ben Yahweh. He was originally born Hulan Mitchell Jr. Apparently didn't like his name. I don't know. Uh, he became a black nationalist and separatist who created the nation of Yahweh, proclaiming himself the living Messiah of the nation of Yahweh. So if you're going to make your own nation, you've got to name it after yourself. And he not only was accused of orchestrating the deaths of dozens of people, but listen, it's one thing to believe that yourself. But the mayor of Miami, back in 1990, said he, he declared Yahweh being Yahweh Day. It was a month before he got indicted on these crimes. My theory is, Ruth, that mayor did not get reelected. Okay, oops. Uh, but then there's this guy, Laszlo Toth. He uh, claimed to be Jesus Christ while he was battering Michelangelo's Pieta statue. As you can see there in the background, Jesus being held in the arms of Mary at the crucifixion. That's the statue. And he was beating it at the Vatican with a hammer, saying, I'm Jesus Christ, I'm Jesus Christ. Okay. Now, he initially worked at a soap factory until later his skull got fractured in a fight. Uh, then he goes off to Rome and sent letters to the Pope in an unsuccessful attempt to meet the Pope. Well, I don't know, but my theory is he was a little upset about that, took it out on the statue. <laughs> I don't know, but claiming to be Jesus. This guy, Wayne Bimp, you might have heard of him. He's also known as Michael Tervaser in his church called the Lord Our Righteousness Church. He was convicted of sexual crimes towards minors back in 2008, He's a former Seventh-day Adventist pastor. He left his congregation one day, claiming that in June 2000, he had an experience in his living room. My theory was, John, they had a bug problem. They were lighting the bug bombs off. He forgot to get out. That's not the experience you want. You wanna open the windows, vacate the, print, whatever. So, but in all seriousness, he had this experience where, quote, he said, God told him, you are the Messiah. And later, Bent agreed saying, yeah, okay, Wally. I am the embodiment of God. I am divinity and humanity combined. Okay, that wasn't God. This guy, and again, it's all over the world. There's a guy in Japan doing the same thing. Yesu Matayoshi, he's a Japanese political activist who not only established the World Economic Community Party based, of course, on his conviction, John, that he is God and the Christ. Okay, and he either goes by, he tries to keep it simple for you, he either goes by the name, the only god Matayoshi Mitsuo or sometimes shortened form just, just call me Jesus Matayoshi right now as we sit here this guy's doing this in Japan okay but uh, this guy's been around for a while Claude Borillon, he's known as Rail or the messenger of Elohim he's a former French professional test driver who became the founder and leader of the UFO cult called the Rail movement okay it all started he said when he met an extraterrestrial in 1973 and that's when he became that's right Messiah and of course the extraterrestrials name just happened to be Yahweh so it must be God (laughs) whatever and I couldn't wait to get to this guy I'm not making this up Henry Cristo this guy's from Brazil he was actually born alvaro face to Roman Catholic farmers who said as a child he said quote he started to obey a powerful voice that spoke inside of his head stick to the cartoons man Bugs Bunny anything Looney Tunes I don't care Don't listen to that mysterious voice inside your head, okay? But, he now claims to be Jesus Christ reincarnated. Bible does not teach reincarnation. Hebrews 9.27, it is appointed unto man to die once, then face judgment. And Jesus was not reincarnated. It was a literal, physical resurrection of the same body, okay? Uh, Major difference. But he says he's Jesus reincarnated, and the pictures tell no lie. (laughs) And uh, he's known for his media appearances in Brazil and many other countries either 26 or 27 different countries This guy is traipsing around saying he's Jesus France even stated when he showed up there quote Christ is back on earth When he showed up now, I'm not making this up today He travels around that's a that picture of him right there He travels around with an entourage of young ladies making Brazilian pop songs to promote his ministry while riding around on his scooter You see Freddie you think I'm kidding. A nut? Here's one of their music videos. Woohoo! Get ready to jam!
6: Oh, 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 libertad, libertad. oh, 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 Liberdade, liberdade. liberdade, 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 liberdade
5: Oh Oh wow, Joey, he's
2: doing the spot thing, man. I can't even do that. He's gotta be real, he's gotta be Jesus. You gotta be kidding me, okay? Folks, that's not only just ridiculous, but uh, uh, and maybe it's just me, but did you know that that's not how Jesus Christ comes back? Please, everybody raise your hands. I'm going to pray for you. Lay hands on you, right? That's not how he comes back. And the way I've you know, if you read the Bible, the book of Acts says, here's how Jesus returns, okay? Acts chapter 1, verse 11, men of Galilee, the angels came up, Jesus went into heaven physically right before their very eyes. They said, hey, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who's been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way that you've seen him go into heaven, okay? In other words, it's going to be a visible appearing of the exact same Jesus coming from the sky, not on a scooter with hot chicks wearing fake wings on the back of a motorcycle singing a pop song in Portuguese. How in the world can anybody even flirt with, along with that? Because in the last days, the church doesn't want to study the Bible, and nobody wants to hear Bible prophecy. Those are easy texts to pick up on, but you got to study it. That's why people are falling for it, okay? It's not just crazy. It's a sign we're living in the last days. It's exactly what Jesus said. It's the very first warning he said to look out for. It's happening all over the world with all these different guys, all at the same time right now, Okay? And that leads us to the next uh, falsehood that we're uh, getting ready to uh, talk about, and that is the rise of false myths, okay? The rise of false myths. And the reason why this is important because you might be asking yourself that same question. How in the world can anybody, I mean, who in their right mind would ever listen to any of these goobers uh, saying that they're Jesus Christ, right? He does not come back this way. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, all you gotta do is read the Bible and you'll see that that's not true. Well, as I've already said, that's the problem. People don't read the Bible. They don't want to study the Bible. They certainly don't want to talk about Bible prophecy. Okay? And so they're being set up by these guys. Let's take a look at another passage, not just Acts chapter 1. Let's take a look at another passage that the Bible says, Jesus Christ, the real one, how he's going to come back. And this is in Matthew 24, verse 26 and 27. Jesus speaking. So if anybody tells you, there he is. There he is in the desert. He's riding a scooter. Quick, catch. It's worse than the ice cream truck get him he's going around the corner run he don't do not do that he says come on that's not how he's coming back he says oh oh no no here he is he's in the inner rooms he's got benjamin crane announcing with crop circles that he's here he's not coming back like that don't believe that jesus said right for as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west so will be the coming of the son of man And that's straight from Jesus, folks. He says that when he comes back, he's not going to do it secretly. Okay? It's going to be a global, worldwide event. Everybody's going to see him, and everybody's going to know who it is. It's going to be apparent. It is not going to be in some rented room. Jesus is not going to rely upon some spokesperson uh, saying that crop circles prove his point. It's not going to be a rented room. It's not going to be some Jesus coming back, being indicted on sexual crimes against minors. And believe it or not, he's not going to be a descendant from Puerto Rico. It's going to be the real Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, and I had to throw this in, Joy. He's not coming on a scooter in the sky either. Okay, just had to throw that in there. Okay, in other words, it's going to be a global event. Everybody's going to see it. Now, this is the problem. The reason why people are falling for this is because of another sign the Bible says that you're in the last days. The Bible says in the last days that these people are going to follow false Christ. Why? Because they're going to follow after strange myths. Muthos in the Greek, it literally means stories made up. At the same time these guys appear on the scene, at the same time the trend in the church is to follow stories made up instead of the Bible, including the stories these guys made up. Let's take a look at that text. Paul's very clear about this. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1-4. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge, Timothy, preach the word. All of it. Not some of it. All of it. Be prepared in season, out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instructions. Why? Because here's what's coming. A time will come when men, the context is the church here, folks, when men will not put up with sound doctrine, basic Bible teaching. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Itching is kinetho in the Greek. It means only pleasant things. Do we see a trend in the church that people only want to be told only pleasant things from the pulpit? That's being fulfilled as we speak. And not just that, they only want to hear pleasant things from the pulpit as a sign here in the last days. He said they're going to do a second thing. They will turn their ears away from the truth, the Bible, and turn aside on purpose to what? Myth. Again, it's the Greek word muthos, and it literally means stories made up. So the Bible says that in the last days, churches will purposely hire pastors who will come and tickle their ears with non-convicting sermons. You won't hear about hell. You won't hear about wrath. You certainly won't hear about Bible prophecy. You won't hear about sin. You won't hear about repentance. Just the nice stuff. And at the same time, they're going to turn away from the word of God and they're going to just become enraptured with stories made up. And I don't know about you, but I am so glad we see zero signs of that happening today. Yeah, folks, the apostasy is in high gear. We'll get to that, Lord willing, some other time. And, uh, but there's all kinds of people, folks, uh, doing just this. And apparently in the church, this is how easy it is. People say, well, you're supposed to check it according to the Bible. Well, you don't. You don't even go there. And apparently in the church, it's gotten so bad today that all you got to do is say words like this, the same words that these false Christs are duping people with. Hey, hey, i got a word from God. Hey, hey, don't you got, hey, listen, you, you better listen to me, because God told me. No, you don't understand. You weren't there. I had goosebumps on top of my goosebumps, and I was crying like a baby. I couldn't stop. I was rolling on the floor, doing something weird, and, and, and I had this experience, and in this experience, you, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you guys before. I actually saw this as a young Christian. brand spanking knew I couldn't have been older than six months in the Lord. I didn't know anything about Bible prophecy. I hardly knew anything about the Bible at that point. I just got into Bible college eight weeks after I got saved. I'm a brand spanking new baby, baby, baby Christian. And the church service that I went to, and this was my last day there. I'm not making this up. The pastor gets up that Sunday. I can still see it. And he had the Bible up there. And all of a sudden, he got a word from God, quote, unquote. And he says he's not going to preach any more boring, stale stuff from this book what he's going and he literally I watched it it almost like slow motion he took the bible and he laid it aside and he says I'm just going to preach what the spirit leads me to preach on I left that church something inside me the holy spirit of God said get out of there run now that's the common thing today of people today all you got to do in the church is say those words just like the false messiahs. I got a word from God God told me didn't you hear I got a word for you brother or sister whatever listen to me there's people not just doing that, there's people thriving on the backs of the American church with stories they made up. Here's just one of them a false teacher called Todd Bentley. Let's take a look. Well, what's happening?
6: <laughs> I said, God, I've prayed for like a hundred crippled people, not one. He said, that's because I want you to grab that lady's crippled legs and bang them up and down on the platform like a baseball bat. (laughs) I walked up and I grabbed her legs and I started going, Be healed! Be healed! I started banging them up and down on the platform. She got healed. And I'm thinking, God, why is not the power of God moving? He said, because you haven't kicked that woman in the face. And there's this older lady worshipping right in front of the platform. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. The gift of faith came on me. He said, kick her in the face with your biker boot. I inched closer and I went like this. Bam! And just as my boot made contact with her nose, she fell under the power of God.
2: No, she fell under the power of your combat boot, kicking her in the face. If it even really happened. That's a story, folks, I believe, made up. You can't verify that. And yet people are falling for it. And this is in the church. This is in the world. This is in the church. Now, if you think his muthos, his stories are absolutely crazy, folks. Uh, wait till you hear these muthos, these stories coming from his wife. It's not just goofy. It's demonic. Watch this.
6: I'm going to have my wife, Jessa, share a dream that she had. and I'm gonna tell you what God's been speaking to me about and I believe it's the key that's gonna release the greatest miracle anointing for the church
7: I looked and I didn't see anything at first and then all of a sudden I saw this elephant racing across my eye and Oral Roberts said he put his his hands over my eyes and said what do you see and I said I didn't see anything at first and then all of a sudden I saw this elephant racing across my eyes and it was, it was dancing, it was going crazy, it, was just, it had this big smile and it was just, just going crazy. And I said, it's a, a wild elephant, I see a wild elephant. And then I said, what's, what's with the elephant? He said, exactly, what is it with the elephant? And the thing about the elephant, it wasn't just an ordinary elephant, it was a wild elephant, a wild elephant. It was a radical, 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 radical.
2: Okay, I think I get it. It was, I think, worse than that, Mary. It it was a radical wild elephant, and it, it was inspired by the story of a dead guy, because, by the way, did you know Oral Roberts is dead? So some dead guy came to you and supposedly told you about a happy, radical, dancing elephant that your husband says is now the key for the church to experience an outpouring of God's spirit. Folks, I don't know about you, but that's not just ridiculous. That's muthos, 100%. That's a story you made up. Or if it really was inspired, that's a demonic inspiration. We talked about this before, but back in the New Age and the occult, what I got rescued out of, those things with people shaking their heads like that and the involuntary movements in the occult that's called kriyas. And kriyas are a number one sign that somebody is now experiencing full-blown possession. You have no control of your body movements, okay? So that's even just giving the benefit of the doubt. But again, here's the problem, folks. Once you go down this route, once all you got to say to people, get away from the Bible and just say, hey, listen, God told me I had an experience. I had this vision, this dead person, this happy elephant, this... You know, if she would have said wiener dog, she might have had me, you know what I'm saying? But no, I'm just kidding you. I'm just kidding you, obviously. Uh, Let's close in prayer. No, but uh, because of this trend, folks, people are saying this, they're falling for all these false appearances of Jesus. This is the premise. It's these two Bible prophecy passages coming together at the same time. How could anybody fall for this guy saying he's Jesus coming back, reincarnated, on a scooter with chicks on the back of a motorcycle with fake queens singing Brazilian pop songs in Portuguese? Because don't get into the Bible. You just take somebody's word for it. I heard from God. God told, you see the danger of that? And it's not just duping people in the last days for these so-called appearances of false Jesus, a false messiah. Okay, but just about any kind of form of appearance of Jesus, people are fallen for. And they're having, quote, life-changing experiences, including, did you know that Jesus recently appeared, not just on a scooter, but on a piece of toast? Yeah, let's take a look at that. Here.
1: A South Carolina woman has and a spiritual link to this right piece here. of toast. Linda Lowe says she's looking at an image of Jesus in melted cheese.
3: It's just the peace that he has on his face. It's just, there's a sweetness on this particular image that just makes me want to smile when I look at it.
1: Last fall, Lowe says she and her boyfriend intended to make a piece of cheese toast for a late night snack, but when it came out of the oven, it was seen as the image of Christ.
6: Hi, I'm Sarah Costa with Annette Escamilla with her two granddaughters,
3: um, who has had the face of Jesus appear to her on a tortilla. Hey, um, I was eating this curie
6: cream cheese and after I got done I noticed that the face that appears there just happens to look like Jesus. We were watching Oprah and we paused it and Jesus appeared. Jacob Simmons and Gentry Lee Sutherland make no secret about being religious folks.
7: God is real and He is watching.
6: So when the engaged couple saw a face mysteriously appear on their Walmart receipt, there's only one person it could be.
3: And the more you look at it, the more like Jesus.
7: Wendy Brady's specialty is faux finishing with a technique she calls Mississippi mud. I've been doing this for many years. Brady has a keen eye for interior design, but she wasn't expecting to see this after she finished the foyer of her friend's home in Horn Lake.
3: To my amazement
7: and joy and surprise, that's what showed up. It's as if the image of Jesus is keeping watch over their door. Is this the face of
6: Jesus? Well, passers-by outside this Chinese takeaway in Sunderland seem to think so.
3: He's looking after us. Any little helps, doesn't it? Jesus Christ's picture graces the walls of Florida Hospital in Orlando. But this image, look closely, a reflection in the chapel window has started a holy uprising of a different kind.
0: And so I went over there and I saw a glow. A
3: glow, Joel Crusado says, made this image he snapped with his cell phone.
0: And I couldn't tell what the image was until I took a picture of it it myself, and then when it's scaled down on your cell phone, you really clearly see it.
7: New at 6, a Port St. Lucie woman says she's made a divine discovery. She spotted the image of Jesus while watching The Bachelor, right here on WPBF 25. Now I was coming to my room. She still has plans to spruce up the backyard, so when she saw a tent she liked in a scene on ABC's The Bachelor, she grabbed her cell phone. I said, oh my
6: God, let me take a picture of that tent.
7: The first picture came out like this. She wanted more of the tent and took two more. Much to the grandmother's surprise, the second
3: photo was this.
4: you ever see a picture
1: of Jesus on soap? We begin in Dunlap, Indiana, and another sighting of the Son of God. Yesterday, Jesus manifested himself in a Cheeto. Today, actually that looks like a scene from 2001. Today, he's found a new home on the back of Sissy the Kitten. Sissy's owners think it's a sign of good things to come. Sissy itself? Not so happy about it. All right, so we're thinking eyes.
3: Yeah, the too dark is the eyes, and then mm. it's, it's okay. It's
1: okay. okay. Are we sure that's not the face of Satan.
7: Kids normally use crayons to color, but a Blue Springs woman says her child's crayons led her to an encounter with Jesus. Take a look for yourself. Tara Gomez and her son melted the crayons in the oven as part of an activity they found on the internet. And i have been praying, and I'd been praying about certain things and I'd ask God for a sign, you know, and I think the crazy part about this was within an hour of doing this, you know, I don't know what better sign you get than it actually
3: being right in front of you.
2: Now, Joey, it's fumes coming out of that oven when you're melting those crayons. But let me get this straight. Jesus, uh, apparently right now, is appearing on a piece of toast, Walmart receives cat fur, the Oprah show, and the Master show, and melted crayons, and who needs the Bible? I've been having hard times. And I've been praying to God. And he spoke to me, not in his word, but in a goofy melted crayon, or a piece of toast. Oh, yeah, the Cheeto, that almost got me. Fortunately, I'm a Doritos fan, so I'm safe. <laughs> what? Oh, wow. Folks, this is exactly what Jesus said to be on the lookout for. Why? Because here's where it's all leading to. The Bible also says that in the last days, another man's going to appear on the scene. He's called the Antichrist. And halfway into the seven-year tribulation, he is going to go up into the temple and say, worship me, I am God. And you and I as evangelical Christians would sit here and go, who in their right mind could even come close to falling for that? But when you see this happening right now all across the world, where now it's been reduced to truth is what you experience or what somebody told you God told them. They're being prepared to worship the ultimate false messiah, the Antichrist. Folks, it's all happening right now, right before our very eyes, and this is the whole point, okay? As we've seen before, this is why God's given us these signs of the rise of falsehood and false messiahs and false myths to let us know it's getting close. This is why Jesus said, Luke 21, 28, when these things begin to take place, it's now happening right now before our very eyes on a global scale. The point is, stand up, lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. And so as always the point is this, if we're here today as Christians, what in the world are we doing? Are we distracted by the things of this world? Or are we getting busy sharing what matters most in this world, the blessed gospel of Jesus Christ, that other people can be saved? Amen? But if you're here today and you're not saved, what more does God got to do to get your attention? These are warnings from 2,000 years ago that you're fast approaching the seven-year tribulation, which is the worst time in the history of mankind. You don't want to be there. The only way out is the one and only true Messiah, Jesus Christ. And if you have not asked him to forgive you of all of your sins, if he is not your Lord and Savior, you need to do it today. Don't be left behind. Amen? Let's pray.
4: Listen to me like you've never listened to me, ever in your life. We have got to lay our lives down for the purposes of God. This is not a Sunday school picnic, the church of Jesus Christ. This is not an invitation to have continuous good times. This is a war for the souls of men. Come out from among them. Run for your life, because this is about your life. It's not just about an opposing theology or conflicting viewpoint on Jesus. This is about your life. My mind is forever branded with the story that I heard of police officers from the city of New York as as people were fleeing from a crumbling building there were police officers and firemen and others that were running towards the building saying run for your life at their own peril And in some cases, I believe they knew they were going to die, but there was a sense of duty. I was crying out to God. I said, God, oh, Jesus, don't let my sense of duty be less for your kingdom than these beloved firemen and policemen were for those that are perishing in a falling tower. We're living in a generation when truth is falling into the streets. I want to be among those that are not running away from the conflict, but running into the conflict and say, run for your life. Run from Gospels that focus only on success and prosperity, run! Run from those who use the name of Christ only for personal gain. Run from those that are picking your pocket in the name of Jesus, run! Run from Gospels that only focus on self-improvement! Run! Run from churches where men and not Christ are glorified. Run! Run, body of Christ, run! Get out! Don't touch the unclean thing. Run from churches in America and Canada where there is no Bible! There's no cause in the theology. There's no soul-searching word. There's no repentance from sin. There's no mention of the blood of Jesus. Run! It's unclean. Run! Run from churches where you're comfortable in your sins. If you come into the house of God and you've got sin in your life and you're not convicted of it, you're at a table of devils. Run from pulpits that are filled with political men who are using the pulpit of God for a personal political agenda. Run! Run from those who preach division between races and cultures. Run! Run! Get out! Turn it off! Get away from it! They know nothing of God. Run! Run! From ungodly, spasmodic movements and endless, empty prophesying. Beloved, search, run for your life. Run from preachers that stand and tell stories and jokes. Run like you've never run before. Run! Run! Run!
2: God's doing a neat work here at Sunrise, and uh, uh, it's time to get ready. Anybody knows the news about the Ebola virus? We just talked about this. Remember this? Just a few weeks ago, man. It's escalating massively since we talked about that last night, uh, or a few weeks ago, uh, in our final countdown update. That's how fast things are progressing. We just get done studying them, and here they come again. And this is why we're even back in this study, even though nine months ago we went through the big study for 50 weeks, because, folks, this is really happening. And it's happening at a massive scale. We need to get equipped. Because again, uh, the only way that you're going to be able to discern the times we live in and not be caught off guard, we're going to see that as the constant theme from Jesus in this study today, is when you get in the Bible, and specifically Bible prophecy. Okay, But the trend in the church today is don't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Uh, I dealt with this at the conference in Colorado Springs and just uh, uh, exposed that lie. The church not only doesn't want to learn one-third of the Bible, which is prophecy, by the way, Okay, but now they say if you try to give it to them, it's doom and gloom. How many guys heard that one? You just said one third of the Bible is bad. Stop and think about what you're saying, folks. This is the only book on the planet that we can be prepared to be equipped because the point is this: Praise God, as we sung, we're not staying here forever. Anybody glad? Yeah! <laughs> and all these signs of Christ's return means He's coming back to get us. And where we are going? Heaven. Hello, that's a great place. Last time I checked, Mario. Okay, and uh, so that's exciting news. Who wouldn't want to hear about that? But for those of us who that is secure, the logical conclusion then is, then use what time we have left to tell other people because, folks, even your worst enemy, you don't ever want them to go to hell. Join you one day in heaven. That's why we're once again in this study. Amen. Check this out. You guys like cats? You guys cat people? All right, now I know that's a little shaky ground there because we got cat people, dog people, and that's one of the easiest ways to start a church division, so I'm not going there. Just pay attention, okay? Where things are going good. Uh, anyway, so one day there's this uh, little girl, her name was Susie, right? And she's standing on the side, the sidewalk, right out in front of her house there, Don, and, and next to her was this basket with a, a number of little kittens in there, and in her hand was this big old sign that just simply said, free kittens, right? all of a sudden, Joey, get this, there's this big line of black cars pulled up right out there uh, in front of her house there, and out of the league car uh, stepped this woman, and she said this, she goes, hi there, little girl, I'm Hillary Clinton, what do you have in the basket there? He's treading sacred ground, uh-oh. <laughs> and the little girl said this, she goes, uh, oh, thank you, oh, thank you, sound effects, I like that. And so here comes Hillary and She goes, what do you got in the basket there? And the little girl, she says, well, obviously, as you can hear kittens, right? And so Hillary goes, well, well how old are they? And Susie replied, uh, they're so young, their eyes aren't even open yet. And so Hillary asks again, she says, well, what kind of kittens are they? And little Susie answered with a smile. She says, they're Democrats. Well, Hillary, she was obviously surprised at this, and she saw a good PR moment, right? And so she called her PR chief on the phone, told him about the girl and the little kittens there, and so they agreed that Hillary should return the next day, and in front of an assembled media, have the girl talk about her discerning kittens, right? And uh, so sure enough, the next day, little Susie, she's standing out there on the sidewalk again outside of her house. She's got her basket there, and the little sign says, free kittens, when another motorcade pulls up this time, and this time it was full of vans from ABC and NBC and CBS and CNN, and, and soon all the cameras are, are pouring out there and the equipment are going up everywhere, And Hillary, she gets out of her limo and she walks over to little Susie there and, and she says to her again, she goes, hello there little girl, uh, I'd love it if you'd tell all my friends here uh, what kind of kittens you're giving away. And little Susie says, they're Republicans. Well, yeah, take it by surprise, Hillary, she, she just stammers back, she goes, but, but wait, wait a second, yesterday you said they were Democrats. And little Susie smiled and said, yeah, I know, but, but today they have their eyes open. <laughs> oh, no, he's getting political on us. Oh, can you believe that? Now, folks, you know how I feel about politics. We all know that politics comes from two words. Polly, meaning many and ticks blood-sucking creatures okay so that explains a whole lot okay but that's not my point in bringing that up okay the point is this sometimes when your eyes are open to the truth it changes things just like that and folks did you don't believe it or not when your eyes are open to the truth that one day god's wrath is going to come pouring out on this planet it'll change you just like that number one if you're a christian it'll cause you to stop goofing off and get busy sharing the gospel amen Number two, if you're not a Christian, it'll cost you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior now because you are flirting with disaster, okay? And that's not a joke. You will be left behind at the rapture of the church. You will be catapulted into the seven-year tribulation, and you don't want to be there. The Bible's very clear. That is an outpoint of God's wrath on this wicked and rebellious planet. I didn't say it. Jesus did. He said it's the worst time in the history of mankind, uh, so horrible that unless God shortened that time frame, the entire human race would be destroyed. How many guys would say that's kind of a bad weekend? Okay, just a little bit, okay? And therefore, in order to keep you and I from experiencing the ultimate bad day here at sunrise from being left behind, even worse than being blind about politics, uh, we're gonna continue, that's right, uh, with our final countdown update, okay? And so far, we've already seen the first five updates on the final countdown update. That was the Jewish people, the Antichrist. We talked about modern technology, worldwide upheaval. The planet's gonna blow up. And then last time, if you guys recall, we saw the rise of falsehood. And what we saw is the Bible clearly tells us, folks, when you see on the planet a massive increase of false messiahs, i.e., people claiming to be Jesus Christ all over the planet, and that's happening right now. Number two, when you also see at the same time an increase of false myths, okay, muthos, uh, in the Greek, there, where people are actually saying right now that they saw Jesus on a piece of toast, the Oprah show, even cat fur, Okay, and they're listening to stories not from the bible the truth from the bible But stories literally made up and people are being duped the bible says when you see that you are living in the last days As we saw every single one of those are happening on a massive global scale Which means hey, it's time to get motivated turn to somebody and say it's time to get motivated Okay, is the obvious conclusion there okay but that's not all the third sign of falsehood because we're still going to deal with the deceit lord willing for a couple weeks letting us know we're living in the last days is you're going to see also a rise of false messengers false messiahs okay is what you're going to see you're going to see false myths stories made up but people propagating this baloney called false messengers and boy do they come in some pretty weird forms and we're going to see that today okay but again don't take my word for it Let's listen to God so open your Bibles to the classic passage again Matthew 24 Matthew 24. Let's take a look there At the text and again, we're going to bounce around instead of reading the whole chapter for the sake of time I want to focus in on this chapter several different places folks Jesus lays down the theme of deception that's going to happen during the seven-year tribulation Okay, and we're going to bounce around on a couple there but Matthew 24 Okay, and uh, let's take a look starting with verses three through five is the first portion, all right? And here's what Jesus said. Now, first of all, he's sitting on the Mount of Olives, and the disciples came to him privately. They said, well, hey, tell us, Jesus. uh, When is this going to happen? And what's going to be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And the very first thing that Jesus said, number one, numero uno, Jesus answered, watch out that what? No one deceives you. Why? Because many will come in my name, Jesus says, claiming I am the Christ. And what? says the second time deceive many okay now pop down to verse 10 jesus goes on he says now at that time many will turn away from the faith and they will betray and listen hate each other and many false prophets will appear and what what's the word again deceive again many people okay is what he says now pop down to verse 23 now at that time if anyone says to you look here's the christ Or uh, there he is. Do not believe it, Jesus says. Why? Because for false Christ and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles. Here's the word again. And what? Deceive even the elect, if that were possible. And he closes with this. See, I told you ahead of time. Okay, in other words, folks, Jesus is basically saying there, uh, there's no reason for you and I, Christian, if we stick to his words, we're ever going to get caught off guard, right? We can't be duped if you stick with the Bible, okay? But the first thing that Jesus said, now listen to the context there. We've already talked about earthquakes and famines and pestilence and wars. Before he even goes into that, the first thing in response to the question, how do we know it's getting close? Jesus said, you better watch out because there's going to be massive, massive deception in the seven year tribulation, right? Deceit, 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 deceit. And unfortunately, it's going to work because he says it also repeatedly. Many, 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 many are going to fall for it. In fact, he lays it online, says, in fact, it's so powerful that if you're not careful, even the elect could get snookered into that, okay? Okay, and so he says, in other words, see, I've told you ahead of time. Okay, you're gonna see these false teachers, these false messages, the false prophets. But the good news is, if we just stick with the Bible, if we stick to the words of Jesus, if believe it or not, we're actually taught and learned Bible prophecy, because that's what this passage is about, okay, we can't be duped. Okay? Turn to somebody and say, I can't be duped. If I stick to the Bible. And then just go say, ugh, because that makes it sound evangelistic, doesn't it? Bible, ugh. Okay, it's the rule there, okay? In case you're wondering, okay? Now, that's the good news, right? Hey, praise God. I, 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 I will not. I don't have to be led astray. Yay, I can go to sleep. Now, the problem we saw last time, that's not the trend in the church, which is another sign of Bible prophecy being in the last days. The trend in the church we saw was that people have gathered around themselves in the church, preachers, teachers, who will only tickle their ears. It's kinecto in the Greek, and it means only pleasant things. How do you know you're in the last days? When all you get in the church is only pleasant things from the pulpit. And the people demand that. Okay, number one. Number two, we also saw that people, the Bible said in the last days, and this is the trend that's happening today, they're turning away from this book, the Bible, and they're deliberately turning towards Mutha, stories made up. They're listening to man's wisdom, not God's wisdom, and anything. Because anything goes nowadays. You know, I, the, the Lord told me I had a word from God, etc., blah, blah. I was in the shower, and the, a beam of light was on my armpit, and an angel spoke to me from the soap bar. And... Now, if you hear here last time, that sounds pretty out there, but that's almost about what we saw people were doing, okay? Now, here's the point. Now, as crazy as that is, Okay, That is not the only false messenger that is duping people across the planet right now today. Another one, a huge one, guys, I couldn't wait to get to this because most evangelical Christians don't realize how deep this deception is. Another false messenger that's duping people out there right now is the Catholic Mary. Now, not the biblical Mary, but the Catholic Mary. And the Catholic Mary is messed up. It's not the biblical one, okay? And believe it or not, folks, right now, one of the most biggest deceitful sources of false messages leading people away from Jesus is this Catholic Mary, and the supposed visions of the Virgin Mary, okay? And I wanna share with a couple of you uh, some ones that are going on right now. Let's take a look at those.
7: Some people believe this is just a carving in a tree. Others believe that it's a miracle. It's a small carving in a tree, measuring about six inches in length. But now, hundreds of people are coming by just to take a glimpse of the carving—a carving they believe is of the Virgin Mary. Why do you believe? You. She
3: said that she felt it in her heart. She felt it inside that it was the Virgin of Guadalupe.
7: Elba was the first to spot the carving Tuesday afternoon on her way to the store here on busy Bergenline Avenue in West New York, New Jersey. By nightfall, word began to spread and the faithful began to gather. So much so that police had to put up barricades and station several officers here. The site has become a sort of tourist attraction with pics of the carving now being sold here.
6: Like all this spiritual energy in that one uh, carving of her, it's amazing.
7: Gianni and his mother Lillian are among the many also praying here. People here believe this carving resembles the Roman Catholic icon known as Our Lady of Guadalupe. Many in the crowd tell Fox 5 that they believe the carving also holds mystical powers.
3: Right now I'm having a lot of sensation and feelings and a lot of energies going through my body. And when I touched her, it's yeah. like my fingers felt numb.
7: Believers are flocking Mary. to this Baton Rouge neighborhood oh. to see a statue of Mother Mary with her own eyes.
2: The faith of all the people who are coming here is at stake.
7: You see, everyone here believes the statue is bleeding.
6: Hai
7: Win is the owner. His daughter translated for us and says he was doing lawn work when the unexpected happened.
3: He looked up and he saw blood flowing down. Blood
7: dripping from the side of Mary's face. And the word spread quickly.
3: He don't know how to explain it. He, he just know that maybe the God sent a message through Mary.
7: One faithful says he has seen these manifestations before. A possible miracle right in their living room. A family in northern Israel bought a statue of the Virgin Mary last year. Now they say the statue appears to be crying. Osama Khoury, his wife and children, are Greek Orthodox. Some Muslim neighbors have seen the tears as well. It started when Amira Khoury recently noticed the statue was seemingly covered with oil. She says it even spoke to her, telling her not to be afraid. Word of this has quickly spread. Some 2,000 people of all faiths have come to see the statue in just the last week.
2: Wow, 2,000 people from all different religions are coming to see that statue? What's that? Folks, here, apparently this is the solution. If we all get statues of Mary, and if they start to speak to us, especially, uh, we can bring all the religions together on the planet as one, and we can have peace, and we can... Hey, let's be honest, folks. If you actually, if a statue, I don't care who it was, if it actually started to speak to you, how many of you guys would run the other way like a little girl screaming your head off like Joey? Anybody? (laughs) You know it's true. i got to deal with the facts, bro. I'm sorry. Okay, what? (laughs) Excuse me, I spoke to you. Okay, now folks, as crazy as that is, that's not where we get truth from, okay? Jesus did not say, don't be deceived in the last days. See, I've told you ahead of time, make sure that you listen to statues with bird droppings on them or condensation leaking from their faces, because that's what it is. I'm sorry folks, we've got to call it what it is, and he certainly didn't say, make sure you rub a piece of tree bark and cry, and your finger goes numb, probably from tree sap is my theory, okay? Why? Okay? Because Jesus specifically warned us against this kind of stuff, and that it would escalate in the last days. He said, false prophets, false Christs will appear with their false messages, but the good news is, if you just stick with the Bible, you can't be steered wrong, Amen. right? <clears throat> and that's why people are being deceived, okay? But listen, folks, I'm telling you, this is the tip of the tip of the iceberg. This is really what I want to get you to. This is a massive global deception. This isn't happening just in here in the United States and Louisiana, okay? It is happening on a global scale, and now it's going from beyond just, listen, statues with bird droppings on them or tree bark that looks like a figurine. What's happening right now is there's actual apparitions showing up, and these apparitions are saying they're Mary, and it's happening right now as we sit here all over the world. Let's watch that.
0: Around the world, reports of supernatural events are drawing millions to apparition sites where the Virgin Mary is said to be appearing. Thousands of visionaries from every conceivable background describe a beautiful young woman, glowing in radiant splendor. Her
4: hair is going up. Yeah, she's beautiful. She's real big.
3: Going up? Yeah, she's big. She's just standing there.
0: Millions flock to apparition sites, hoping to encounter the Blessed Virgin Mary. Consider that 15 to 20 million Marian followers visit a single shrine in Guadalupe, Mexico every single year. An estimated 30 million pilgrims have visited Madjugorje since the apparitions of the Blessed Virgin Mary began in 1981. Besides the six visionaries who regularly receive messages from the Virgin, Thousands of pilgrims claim to see signs and wonders, experience healing, and hear the voice of Mary at Madjugori.
3: Svoja kako na nebu, tako i na zemlji, kruh naš svak i daj nam danas i otpusti nama duge naše, kako i mi otpuštamo dužnicima naše. Ne uvedi nas u napas, ne glizba i Svala Otcu i Sinu i Dugu svetom, kako bi bijaše na početku, tako i sada i vada rijeke rijekovame. She appears as a
0: living, breathing, three-dimensional lady, enveloped in exquisite light. Sears, when describing her, admit that the Queen of Heaven transcends human
2: description. Well, hey, I mean, it's got to be real. I mean, it appears as some lighted being, or excuse me? Well, first of all, if you read the Bible, what a concept. Okay, you'll see that the Bible clearly says that Satan himself can masquerade as an angel of light. 2 Corinthians 11.14, check it out yourself. But secondly, folks, your other clue that you're dealing with a demonic entity here, duping people, is not only that, but did you catch the title that they're given this uh, supposed vision of the Virgin Mary? She's called the Queen of Heaven. Now, you won't get this unless you read the Bible, what a concept. But the queen of heaven, according to the Old Testament, was a false female deity that Israel worshipped and invited the judgment of God. I didn't say that. Jeremiah did, folks. I can't believe that people are repeating this today. But again, if you don't read the Bible and you don't study it, you get duped. Jeremiah seven sixteen through 20 says this, and God is speaking to, their, to the people. Listen to this. He said, God's speaking, Do not pray for this people, nor offer any plea or petition for them. Do not plead with me, for I won't even listen to you. How many guys would say God's a little upset here? Okay, okay. good Bible interpreters you. Uh, do not, and he says, here's why. Don't you see what they're doing in the towns of Judah in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood, the fathers light the fire, and the woman knead the dough and make cakes of bread for who? The Queen of Heaven is the same title. Now, as we saw with the videos earlier, when these people are going up to that tree bark, what were they doing? Lighting candles, if you will, making fire, leaving stuff before. It's the same thing. It's being repeated today. They pour out drink offerings to other gods to provoke me to anger, God says. But am I the one they're provoking, declares the Lord? Are they not rather harming themselves to their own shame? What are you doing? Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My anger and my wrath will be poured out on this place, on man and beast, on the trees of the field, and on the fruit of the ground. And it will burn and not be quenched. So again, how many discerning biblical scholars out there could uh, conclude, based on that passage, God doesn't like worshiping the, the people to worship Queen of Heaven? All three of you, praise God, you interns. All right, okay. Why? Because it's a demonic deception. God does not want us to be deceived. That's why he gave us his word, the Bible. And the good news, if you just stick to this, Jesus' words, and certainly study Bible prophecy, Old or New Testament, you can't be duped, okay? But that's not what people are doing today, okay? The Queen of Heaven, the so-called visions of Virgin Mary, if you read the Bible, is clearly one of these false messengers that Jesus is warning about in the last days, okay? And not only that, if you read the Bible, turn to somebody, we've got to get onto this theme. What a concept. Right? If you read the Bible, what a concept. You'll also see there's no way this thing is the Virgin Mary, not just because of the Queen of Heaven title, but because the Bible's very clear anybody glad about this when you get to heaven you stay there right and mary's in heaven and she's there and she ain't coming back which means this is not coming from her this is what jesus clearly said in luke 16 folks uh verse 24 through 26 and he cried out this is the parable between the rich man who went to hell and lazarus who went to abraham's bosom or paradise And he cried out and he said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus so that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool off my tongue because I am partying down here with my buddies. That's what a lot of people say about hell. Oh, partying with my buddies. No, you're in agony uh, in this flame. But Abraham said, child, remember that during your life you received your good things and likewise, Lazarus, bad things. But now he is being comforted here and yeah, you are in agony. Now, here's what he says, besides all this, Between us and you, there's a great chasm fixed. So that, listen, those who wish to come over from here to you, what? Will not be able. And that none, how many? None may cross over from there to us. Okay? In other words, according to Jesus, listen, and this includes Mary, that when a person dies, you're not coming back from the grave. Jesus said there's a chasm fixed between the two you're not crossing back and over even if you wanted to go back It ain't happening. There is no crossing back and forth once you're in heaven. Praise God. You're in heaven But once you're in hell if you reject Jesus Christ you ain't getting out there either It's an eternal uh, problem, okay? There's no second chances and again with all due respect I'm sure Mary was a great godly woman And, and we know if you read the Bible she was the one chosen of God Okay Uh, to bring forth the Messiah. It's a great ministry. But guess what? She's a Christian just like you and I today. So that means when we die, the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 5, 8, absent from the body, is to be present with the Lord. We're in heaven. So that means these apparitions, I don't care what they say. I don't care how many goosebumps that people have on their goosebumps. Okay, when it happens, okay, it's not the biblical Mary. And Job was very emphatic about this. You're not coming back okay and here's what he says a couple passages from job uh chapter 7 verse 9 through 10 as a cloud vanishes and is gone so he who goes down to the grave what does not return he will what never come to his house again his place will know him no more job 10 20 through 21 are not my few days almost over turn away from me so that i can have a moment's joy before i go to the place of what No return. Job 16.22 Only a few years will pass before I go on the journey of no return. In other words, just like the rest of the scripture, Job makes it very clear that when you die, you're going straight to heaven. Or if you reject God's gospel, his son Jesus Christ, you're going straight to hell and so shall it always be. Again, I belabor that fact because, folks, I'm not saying these people did not see this apparition. I'm not saying they didn't hear something. I'm not even saying that they didn't have some emotional response to this. But if you read the Bible, what's the phrase?
4: What a concept!
2: Oh, thank you, participation people. You, If you read the Bible, you're going to see that it's not Mary. And what you're going to see is you are absolutely treading on dangerous ground. Because the Bible says these apparitions that do appear and say that they're a former loved one, like Mary, is a demon. And the Bible actually calls them a familiar spirit. And they're there to deceive you and to lead you away from the truth and certainly lead you away from God. And this is why God warned us, if you read the Bible, in Deuteronomy 18, verse 9 through 14. He said this, When you enter the land the Lord your God has given you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination. Think of what's on TV today as I go through this. "...who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who's a what? Medium or a spiritist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord." And because of these detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. The nations you will dispossess, listen to those who practice this stuff, sorcery or divination. But as for you, God's people, the Lord your God has not permitted you to do so. Why? Because he loves us and he doesn't want us deceived. He knows, folks, this is a sewer pipe of demonic deception and you just... What's the phrase? what a concept we'll get it by next year whatever if you just stick with the bible okay then you can't be deceived okay but this is a demonic deception he doesn't want to be deceived now listen wonder of wonders these people who were receiving these apparitions of the virgin mary quote unquote can anybody guess what practices they use in order to manifest those appearances It rhymes with the occult, thank you Bobby. They're using the same occult practices, the very things that God just warned us don't you ever do, or you're gonna be duped by a demon. Let's take a look at that proof.
6: Recent appearances of Mary have been reported in nearly every habitable nation. Are these events legitimate? Is God sending us a message? However you answer, one thing is certain. The apparitions of the Blessed Virgin Mary draw millions to every corner of the globe.
0: Believe the Blessed Mother is present.
3: Currently she is appearing all over the world hundreds of times. There there are many visionaries. Nancy is one of the links. And uh, the time is running out, and our lady said that she is stopping in everywhere.
1: Definitely believe something's going on.
3: And
7: for all those who believe, they may now have the proof they need to convince others. Two scientists from Columbia came to the farm yesterday to study Fowler, and they say she is definitely seeing something
3: when she goes into her trances. It has a brain activity that looks and seems to be like coma, but she is awake and fully responsive.
2: Uh, let me get this straight here. Let's, just, let's, let's try to be discerning here, and not, you know, overly judgmental. But, but in order to get these supposed uh, visions of the Virgin Mary, you go into a coma-like trance state, the same exact mind-altering technique that the occult uses to make demons manifest themselves. Hmm. Do we really need to pray and fast 15 years, or go to a prayer and fasting conference with meals included to figure out what's this going to come from? They actually have that, if you can believe that. Uh, but I digress. Excuse me. How many of you guys would say, if you're using the same technique that the occult uses to conjure up, in their own words, demons, and you're using the same technique, that this is probably a demon? It's the exact same thing, folks, okay? It's the exact same thing. But listen, if you don't want to listen to God's word, which I don't recommend, and you don't want to listen to what we've just discussed uh, so far, biblically, why we know this is a demonic deception in the last days, uh, let's take a look at a couple other testimonies I have from Christians who flirted with occult practices. And you tell me what shows up 100% of the time. You don't want to mess with it. Uh, Christine and Bud, I've shared these before, but I've got another one coming. Uh, she said this. She says, my father, when he was in the military, he got heavily involved with the occult. And uh, he said that he was in a seance with some of his clan, and the table started levitating, and he heard voices. Uh, they all ran out of the room, and these phantom things followed uh, he didn't say too much more about the experience. Uh, the weird thing is, he says that a bald man sits by him at night and tells him what the kids are doing. How many guys would say that's not the captain of the, the Starship Enterprise? That jean Picard? Yeah, whatever. Excuse me? Folks, that's a demon apparition. She says, then there was a Ouija board at our house from my father. Uh, can I tell you, can I be blunt with you, Christian? If you got one in the house, you better get rid of it now and get rid of it fast. You better burn it. You better get rid of it. And you better repent and ask God for forgiveness. Because you're going to see, folks, all this stuff invites demonic activity. Don't play with this stuff. The Ouija board. And these are Christians I'm giving you testimonies from. From our house, from our father. Somehow we got a hold of it and started playing with it. Well, what happened? Well, pretty soon we started hearing scratching inside the walls of the house. And after that, to this day, the house scares the heck out of me. Uh, There's something there not godly. Well, you start messing with the occult practices, even as a Christian. What do you think he attracts? This is from Bud. He says, Growing up I was always fascinated about the possibility of other life out there. Uh, I, I couldn't get enough about them. So while surfing the net about what? Ghost hunting. Isn't that the rage today? All these ghost shows. He said, I ran across a video that showed you how to make them show up on demand. It worked so well that I would invite my family and friends over on weekends to witness it and we would have barbecues and play with this. However, it wasn't long before I started to see dark shadows pass over me and around the yard. They were darker than the night, but so dark you could still see them. He said, hard to explain, but true. I never said anything to anyone, so they wouldn't get scared. Plus, I didn't even really know what I was seeing. It wasn't until a few weeks later that my second oldest daughter said to me, quote, Dad, what are those dark things that fly over us? And when I heard this, I, I got the chills, and my eyes started to water. Uh, it was such a strange feeling, because I guess I was hoping maybe it was just me. So I caught my breath and said, so you see them also, huh? And then my youngest daughter said this. She said, Dad, I see him all over the yard and in my room. And it hit me hard because she had been telling me something that would bother her at night and throw her stuffed animals at her when she was sleeping and then would hold her down. I even slept on her floor one night to show her that there was nothing to be scared of. In fact, I set up a video camera to prove to her that nothing happens while we're sleeping. Quote, well, I couldn't show her that video because she was right. I was wrong. Uh, Then one night my wife uh, and kids took the puppies outside to let them run before bed And my daughter ran back in telling mom uh, Mom said to come and look at this Well, when I got outside I looked up and this huge reaper shaped thing was gliding in the air going around our house It looked like silk flying in the wind, but it kept circling our house So I walked up to about 10 feet from it and it just stared back at me I could not see the face but the hood was facing right at me It was a windy full moon night, and when I saw it fly in front of me, I said, God, what is that? Uh, We didn't talk much about it later uh, after that, and still don't today. Listen to a synopsis. We no longer watch videos on ghost hunting or UFOs or even scary movies, etc. Why? Because now, you learn the hard way, we know who they are, and we know what they want. In other words, when you start messing with the occult, you get out of the Bible, and even as a Christian, do things that God said, leave it alone. You're going to invite occult behavior. And folks, these are the exact same techniques that these so-called visionaries of the Virgin Mary are using. It's all demonic. But if you don't want to believe that, I just got a guy called me a couple months ago, and I think from like the Louisiana area. His name is Josh. And he told me, I said, dude, you got to write this down, because he, he wanted to share with me so I could deliberately share it with the church. And this is just a couple months ago. And this is what he and his wife, Christians, encountered when you flirt with things you shouldn't flirt with in the occult. Here's what he said. He said, on February 21st this year, he said, my wife and I, we were changed forever. Several years ago, I began a quest, not a godly one, but one of self-fulfillment. I'd been raised a Baptist from a very young age and uh, went to church regularly, but something was always missing in my life. I'd always been and still have been a very observant person, and I started to question the fake people who we keep, uh, kept coming in contact with in the church. The church seemed to be made up of people who were more of members of a club than a group of people who had been saved. And these people occupied the pews every Sunday. Their presence outweighed the good people, listen, he said, and it built a resentment in me that I could not escape. Lord, Lord, on Sundays you could hear him, he says, but their behavior denied him the rest of the week. He says, you get the picture. He says, so I, I started questioning my faith. I started looking into new age occult practices. I stopped going to church services. I lived a life for me. I indulged in the afterlife. Daily programming, listen, such as ghost adventures, ghost hunters, paranormal entity, ghost lab, pretty much anything dealing with the afterlife I could get, and I would record it on my DVR, and my weekend was set. He said, now, I knew God's law forbids us to go to such places for our own protection, but like most defiant children, sometimes we learn things the hard way. He said, eventually I convinced my wife to try this new EVP experiment or electronic voice phenomenon. We saw him do it on TV. So uh, how bad could it be, right? All capital letters, he says this, I could not have been more wrong. <laughs> he said, it was getting kind of late and my wife and I proceeded to bed. Then all of a sudden we heard a whisper say, there are two. And then it mentioned both of our names. I immediately nudged my wife asking if she was whispering something and she said no. Needless to say, we both turned pale white. Who is this? Well, uh, uh, why are they saying our names? Is this a relative? You know, like Mary. We, we left the recording alone for about a week until curiosity got the best of us. And after all, my wife thought that this co- uh, could possibly be her aunt because after all, her aunt was the only one that called her by her full name. So determined to see if this was a relative, we turned the recorder back on, proceeded to ask if there was someone there. I started to hear a slow, deep moan But I thought it might be coming from me, so I asked it to get louder, and it got very loud. So in a state of panic, I shut out the recorder and told my wife, that was no relative. And in my head, I hoped I didn't do something I was going to regret. Then my wife screams as she's looking at the ground in the living room, and two of the four ornaments that are on the coffee table are now on the ground in a perfect straight line. We are speechless, frozen, and terrified all at the same time. How is this possible? But more importantly, what have we done? Well, nothing happens for about 10 minutes and we're still in the state of panic. And I walk into the kitchen and what I see next terrifies me. There were multiple items, salt and pepper shakers, items we just bought from the grocery store, ornaments on the microwave, either stacked up or on one another or moved to a different location that both of us knew wasn't there before. Then all of a sudden, one of our wooden coasters flies off the end of the table, shoots straight at it and hits the front door, smashes into the door, making this ear-piercing sound, all caps, EARTH-SHATTERING TERROR does not even begin to explain the emotions we are going through. He says, nothing can describe this feeling. It's the most helpless feeling I've ever felt. So my wife immediately calls the pastor of the church we had attended, and even as she's telling him on the phone what happened, this thing now moves into our bedroom. My wife's five large candles that sit on our dresser were now all placed in different locations on our bed. And then out of nowhere, this thing starts to cling to me. I could feel its cold grasp on my body with this pushing feeling on my chest, making it hard to breathe. But suddenly I'm enveloped with this horrible feeling of pure terror. I made eye contact with my Bible in the bedroom and instantly I'm overtaken with this instinctive mentality to fight. So I walk over, uh, reach for my Bible, I cry out to God, and just like that, uh, like a switch, I felt the pressure come up off my left arm as it slowly comes off the rest of my body until it's no longer on me. It wants to stay, but I won't let it. I don't remember what I said exactly after that, but all I remember is that when I reached for my Bible, okay, I knew that God had my back. And what he showed my wife and I changed our lives forever. And here's his synopsis as a Christian. First and foremost, this was not a relative. And that includes the Virgin Mary. Okay? He says, popular what people may think, but it was pure evil. God showed me in a single instant that God's revelation of the supernatural is for him and him alone. Deuteronomy 18, don't mess with it. But it does exist. And also that everything in life we need is contained for us in the Holy Bible. It is our guide, our sword, our protector from the sins of this world. Needless to say, my Bible goes with me now everywhere. I read it, okay? I'm learning from it. It's providing for me what I wanted so long, and that's a relationship with God. My message to everyone who reads this is God is real. Salvation is real. But Satan and his parasitic demons are also real. And they're roaming out there just waiting for you to let your guard down. And they will stop at nothing to lead you astray because they want your soul. Now that's an actual testimony I just got from a Christian who learned things the hard way. When you get out of the bounds of the scripture, you can be deceived, not just by demons, but you can make them show up. Okay? Okay? But with all that said, as we close, folks, listen to this. If you still don't want to listen to Josh, you still don't want to listen to how unbiblical these so-called visions of the Virgin Mary are, and this is a demonic deception, then all you have to do is listen to the messages themselves. The messages are full of lies. And Jesus makes it very clear that every lie can be traced back to its ultimate source, and that's called Satan. I didn't say that. Jesus did. John 8, 44. You belong to your father, the who? Devil. And you want to carry out his desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. Why? Because there is no truth in him. In fact, when he lies, Satan, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of what? Lies. So according to Jesus, folks, uh, he's not just a murderer. He's a liar and the father of all lies. Which means ultimately somewhere along the line, a lie that got started and propagated on the planet, including the so-called visions of the Virgin Mary, ultimately had its Starting point with who? The devil. I didn't say that. Jesus did. Okay? And guess what, folks? When you take a look at these so-called messages that are coming from this apparition, and you put it against the Bible, shocker. Every single one of them is a lie, which means it's coming from Satan. Let's take a look at that.
0: The following represent common messages from the apparition of Mary.
2: Dear
3: children, today I invite you to ask yourself why I am with you this long. I
2: am the mediatrix between you and God. What? Wrong answer. Strike one. Uh, no, you are not the mediatrix between God and man. Only Jesus. So read the Bible. What a concept, okay? First Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man who? Christ Jesus, not Mary. That's a lie. So where's that coming from? coming from Satan okay but that's not all let's take a look at another lying message coming from this apparition
3: the world is degenerating so much so that it was necessary for the father and the son to send me into the world among all the peoples in order to be their advocate and to save them
2: what? wrong answer strike two uh, Jesus Christ is our advocate, only he, folks. This is absolutely crazy. This is what the Bible says. First John chapter 2, verse 1. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father. Who? Jesus Christ the righteous, not Mary. That's a lie, okay? But let's take a look at yet another lying message from this entity.
3: I call upon you to open yourselves completely to me, so that through each of you I may be enabled to convert and save the world.
2: What? I'm sorry. Three strikes, you're out. You are not the one who is going to save this world. Read the Bible, folks. How many times have we forgotten this verse? This is basic Christianity, John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave who? His one and only son, not Mary, that whoever believes in him, Jesus, shall not perish but have eternal life. Let me give you just a, a couple more here. Let's take a look.
3: I alone am able still to save you from the calamities which approach. Those who place their confidence in me will be saved.
2: What? You know what's coming right? That's right. No, nope. there's only one way to escape the wrath of God. Can anybody guess who it is before I even quote the verse? Rhymes with Jesus. What are you, Christians or something reading your Bible? What a concept. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 9. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through who? Our Lord Jesus Christ, not Mary. One more to go. Hopefully you're getting to see the pattern, but let's take a look at them.
3: My daughter, in this time, I am the ark for all your brethren. I am the ark of peace. I am the ark of salvation. The ark where my children must enter if they wish to live in the kingdom
2: of God. Do oh, you guys want to make the noise or you want the fake one? Right on, we're bonding as a church. No, you're not. There's only one way to get into the kingdom of God. Can you guess who that is? Rhymes with Jesus, you discerning Christians. John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way. That's it. And the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father. How do you get to the kingdom? Through Jesus Christ, period. Not Mary. Okay, man. I tell you, turn to somebody and say, I read my Bible today. Right? All right. Folks, I bring all that up just to build the case you even look at the horse's mouth so to speak and what's coming out of it and I'm telling you I don't have time to go even that's the tip of the iceberg again I'm not saying these people aren't seeing something because I think they are I'm not saying they're not hearing something because they're writing it down and you're hearing it but the Bible's very clear that is not from Mary that is a familiar spirit called a demon and it is the same false female deity, the Old Testament, warned about the Queen of Heaven. It's happening again today, and we don't have time to go into this, but did you know Revelation 17 says that the one-world religion movement is a womanly figure who rides the beast of the Antichrist? And I wonder who that womanly figure might be. Interesting. It's almost like we're living the last days, and it's time to get motivated. Anybody come to that conclusion? Hey, and that's why Jesus as always says this, Luke 21, 28. When you see this stuff happening, folks, what do you do? Stand up, lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. It's time to do rapture practice. Woo-hoo, we're going home. Jesus is coming back to get us. If you're saved, and therefore the logical conclusion is, if you know people around you who aren't saved, what do you do? Get busy sharing the gospel, right? And one last time, if you're here today, I don't know the heart. God does. But if you're not saved, you need to get saved right now. Let me read to you in closing what Josh said. God is real. Salvation is real. But Satan and his parasitic demons are also real and they're out there roaming waiting for you because they want your soul. Don't go to hell. Receive Jesus' wonderful offer of forgiveness today through Him and Him alone and go to heaven instead. Amen? And uh, uh, if there's anything we could do for you, please don't hesitate to let us know. Uh, Thank you for uh, joining us. And uh, remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless.
4: What if every time you went out, you could cash in? Now, with the Capital One
3: Saver Card, you earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment. Like learning more about each other on your first date,
2: you play the oboe, or discovering
3: they can't hit
7: the high notes at your favorite karaoke bar. Oh, yeah. No matter your reason for going out, now you
2: have four more. Introducing the new Saver Card from Capital One. Earn 4% on dining and 4% on entertainment. What's in your wallet? Terms apply Capital One Bank USANA.